Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Joseph Clough, and this is episode 789. Now, in this episode, we're talking about who are you listening to? And when I say that, I also include myself. I don't want you to assume everything I say to be true, which I'm not sure you probably don't. But I want to include myself in this because if I just said, look, listen to me, that's not true. You've got to be consciously aware of the information that you are receiving from the external world. Talked about it recently. Brain takes in 2 million plus, sorry, 2 billion pieces of information. I think they've increased it now, what they think, at any given moment. So therefore, that information has to be really ciphered through if you want to make good decisions for yourself and where you're heading to achieve the life that you want. Now, ironically, I want you to take a moment to listen to this quick ad break because um, you don't have to listen to them either. Like, we'll get into that. Sorry, adverts, but... um, Hopefully I don't get blacklisted, but listening to these episodes or these ads just mean that we can actually produce more and have more quality time. At the moment, we're putting in, or I say we, I, uh, about five, six, seven hours per week into producing this free content, and it just helps support the show. So with that, let's get into the ad break for just a short period of time right now. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. So with that, let's get into today's episode. You can choose which you, what you listen to when it comes to ads and so on. You can skip it. Hopefully not, because like I said, it just means you're supporting the show. But ultimately, let's get into today's topic. I was saying briefly that we're absor- absorbing so much information on any given moment. And because we don't always have the objective truth, we have to make decisions and judgments as to what is and what is not true. Now, the interesting thing about life is we don't really have the opportunity to decipher that information very well because when we came into this world, we were a blank slate. So the earlier years, the formative years, so to speak, we start to assume things about ourselves and about the world, which we think is true. But the question is, is it really true? What are things that your parents said growing up absolutely true? We've got to remember, our parents, the people that we looked up to, our teachers, our school friends, they were just trying to operate from what they believed to be true. But because we're a blank piece of paper, we take that data on and then we start to come up with our own conclusions. And since we come up with our own conclusions, they may not have the right evidence and we may start to have confirmation bias based on our belief. Now, that's what confirmation bias is. Like you are biased 
by the beliefs that you have, so you try to make them true, even ignoring evidence and data which proves it otherwise, to the point where you may have had an experience with someone before, where maybe you've had an argument, and you kind of know deep down that you're wrong. But because you've bought into this argument, because like you don't want it to, to make you look bad and all those kind of things, you just hold on to that belief and that argument so much, even though that part of you knows you don't really need that. So we do this all the time. So if we go back, if we were to go on a journey all the way to the beginning of your existence, coming out of the womb, and then if you were to like jot down and all the little data points of all the things that you were told, all the expectations of you, the good, the bad, the indifferent, literally everything, you have then got that information in which you start to make judgments about yourself and about the world. For example, maybe you have beliefs around money that were assumed to be true for you based on how you observed your parents or how you observed a certain situation happening to you. Maybe even in adult life, we started a business and maybe it went back uh, bankrupt and suddenly we go, oh my goodness, there's never enough money in the world. So we start to listen to that information. It's not just the voices that we kind of listen to, but it's all the things that we don't know that we're aware of. If you think of marketing and every day you're being bombarded with visual things, auditory things, which make you feel a certain way. We have social media, the opinions of what people think all the time. The world has come a lot closer and more connected because of social media. But in the same way, it's created a lot of noise. And that makes it very hard for us to decipher what is good for me, what is good for others, and what is good for the world, because we're getting a little bit confused. We've got all this new information, and we haven't been able to deal with this information as society. Like, we want engineered or you could say by the events to be able to take on this new realm of social media how we're seeing news and the opinions and the politics all those things just surrounding us all the time it's hard to switch it off especially if you're carrying a device which has all that information and those pieces of information you've got to remember there are intentions and they're also opinions it doesn't necessarily mean it is true. If we go into, say, like the news, which can be sponsored by things and companies, we never know the real truth, right? We don't always know. And that's not to be negative. It's just to be consciously aware that there are lots of contradicting opinions in the world right now. But if we just assumed everything to be true, which was said, that may not be the most empowering way. Same thing when it comes to, say, social media. When people are putting people's opinions out there, we might start to buy into that, especially especially if it confirms an ideology or a belief that we have about ourselves. For example, if I believed I didn't believe I was worthy, if I believed that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't deserving, that it was a hard life, and then I start to see information about that, evidence that it's a hard life, evidence why people don't get what they want, evidence and stories of failure and so on. Then of course, now I go, I'm not good enough, I've got all this information, and it must mean I'm really not good enough. 
but it's not true. Because we've been just assuming that level of association and absorption of that information and opinion, we then just confirmed it to our present mindset. You've got to go and decide who are you listening to, and that's even me. I do not want you to take on everything I say as absolute truth because I'm figuring this out along the way as well. And I'm only saying the words that I say based on my learning, my experiences. And they're not always going to be perfect. It's not going to resonate with everyone. And I don't want you just to assume it to be true because then it will go against what I want for you, which is to be free. I want you to be emotionally free. I want you to be happy, abundant, successful. But don't take on everything I say as gospel or as truth. It's just simply my understanding of how I've got through my own issues or the people I've worked with the last 22 years. But even if it's 22 years of my own data or beyond that, my life experience, that's just one level of truth. There are many other truths out there. So ask yourself, who have you listened to in the past? which may have allowed you to assume certain beliefs about yourself and about the world. When did that happen? Was it like me when my teacher made me stand up in front of everyone at about 11 or 12 years old, where the teacher said, look, Joseph, you don't know this answer. You're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to be able to be successful in the next phase of school, which we'd call like secondary school, from primary to secondary school in England. That truth of hers I bought into and I thought oh my goodness that must mean I'm not going to get anywhere because I don't know this mathematical question I wasn't very good at maths I wasn't that confident anyway so it just deepened that so did you have experiences in your life where you may have assumed something to be true maybe it was families or uh, people in our life who represented families had certain expectations to be a kind of person or to do certain things at school, to have that high level of success, success, which made us think, oh my goodness, I can never live up to those expectations. Think about it. Did you go for any significant emotional events which caused you to come to a conclusion about yourself or about the world? Like I said, about money, about relationships. Maybe you had a real bad breakup and then you suddenly had that data and you heard other people have bad relationships or maybe broken homes or marriages and things like that or divorces and suddenly we go, well, relationships aren't worth the time. It's just heartbreak. But where did we get that data from? And we can go through the health, the relationships, the career, the finances, the goals and the dreams that we really want to achieve. But because of that data and decisions that we've made and those judgments cause us to be limited in our own thinking. And therefore, that data becomes the bias of what we think is possible. Notice it. Who are you listening to not only from the past, but who are you listening to right now? Not right now as in me. But like I said, question that as well. I don't want you to buy into this as absolute truth. Come up to your own conclusions if it resonates or not. But consider, are there people in your life that you're listening to, which although maybe well-intentioned, for example, it could be a partner, a relationship that you're in, and they have certain ideas about life and what is possible and what is not possible. For example... There's been times in my life when I've been in a relationship and I've been in my own business where they doubted that is even possible. 
In fact, when I was, I've told this one before, one of my best friends, when I first started, I said, look, I want to become a hypnotherapist. The person, my best friend says, do you think you can really make money in that? And that intention and that energy in those words made me go, huh, maybe not. What if I took that on as absolute truth? I wouldn't be doing what I'm here doing right now. 789 episodes in. All of that, all that information. There are at least like 20 minutes each, plus all the other work I put into it. Think about how many hours I've done. But if I just took that on as truth, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today. So consciously consider. I mean, where was that? Let's take that example. My best friend didn't mean it in a bad way. Didn't mean it in a negative way. Didn't try to put me down. I mean, sometimes people could, but I know he didn't. It was just his observation of what is possible. It was his beliefs, his ideas. Maybe someone told him that coaches or practitioners of change don't get much money. All of those things. So we're not saying that other people's agendas are bad. Sometimes they are. Sometimes if you have someone who is, a, um, say, a passive-aggressive or a narcissist, a lot of people I work with can come from narcissistic relationships, Sure, they can have negative intentions and power and things like that towards you. But they're ultimately trying to make them feel good, right? Feeling a level of power or control. Not that it makes it right, but we understand like, that they're not a well person. They need help. They're not operating from the best place. But just consciously consider whether it be a negative consequence or just their positive intention in other scenarios. So... We've got the information of the past, but who are you listening to right now in your life? Is it colleagues? Is it their pain, their drama that you get to listen to all day and then that starts to hypnotize you and you think that is truth? Is it the, um, like we said, the partner? Is it a mother, a father, and our, even in this present moment? Because well, they're going to have intentions for you. For example, my wonderful father, I would say is very safety decision-making. And it's served him so well, right? Served him so well. Me, on the other hand, I like to take some risks. I like to gamble on my business to be able to help more people. I, I don't want to play it safe. I want to try to do those things. So there are times where he said, well, you maybe want to think about this. Wonderful intentions, which caused me to think about it. But if I just ran that way, then I wouldn't be where I am right now. Now, he is an awesome person. He actually works within my within my company, technically. Like, he does lots of aspects in the business. When people are in my program, you get to chat with him. You get to be coached by him. So I know his intentions are pure and wonderful, but I've got to be consciously aware. Am I singing to his tune or my tune? Of course, there's benefits from that to consider and that's the key here. You may consider other people's opinions and goals and dreams for you, but if you just live by them as truth, you're never going to feel authentically you. You're going to feel disconnected. It's going to cause you to run just by them, and that makes us a people pleaser ultimately, right? It makes us go, well, what if I do fail? What if I am not enough? What if I'm not worthy? What if I'm not deserving? What if there isn't enough money in the world to be able to do what I love and be paid abundantly for it? Even good intentions from other people, consider them. In fact, we were talking about this a while ago, that 
the map is not the territory. And what I mean by that is you're operating from the viewpoint that you have your own map of the world. But that map of the world of how you see reality, how you connect with health, relationships, career, business, and all those things, there are other maps out there too other people's maps of the world. But there's territory in between that metaphorically. And we've got to go beyond our own map, but we don't want to just live by other people's map of the world because you're a unique person. You have a lot of creativity. You've got a lot of like essence within you waiting to go and do what has to be done, which makes you feel passionate, purposeful to make an impact maybe. And it could be big, it could be small, but it could be doing something that you love, a vision, an ambition, a mission. It could be anything. But if you just live by other people's opinions and you take that as truth, that's not empowering. Even if it's good intentions, even if it's bad intentions, you're never going to live the life you desire. So when you hear this information, and that's all it is, it's their information. It's not true. It's just their collected data and information, which has caused them to come to a conclusion just like you did going through the past. After all, if, for example, your father had certain expectations, high expectations, and you assume that to be true, well, where did he take those on? Maybe his mother and father had high expectations of him. How did they get it? Well, maybe their father and mother had high expectations for them. Before we know it, we're going back decades, generations of running the same belief systems over and over again. But in the same way that social media and the news and the like other technology were absorbing this all information and we're not built for that yet. We haven't had that level of being able to absorb that much information that instantly, all those noise and opinions of people. Well, in the same way we're maybe not built for that, maybe we're running outdated belief systems, outdated expectations based on generations back generations you see one of the examples i always like to consider is like about generational belief systems and you'll probably have your own but do you remember you were probably told to eat everything on your plate well in england there would have been more times of like going further back when there was more rationing in the war or it could have go in america of like the great depression well we live in different times abundance of food and all those things is like a lot easier compared. People might say it's more expensive now and all those things, which is probably true. However, we have more freedom to do. But when we have, I must eat everything on my plate and we live that belief system as an adult, then that doesn't serve us very well, right? Because we're full and we don't want to eat it, but we feel this need. Otherwise, we'll feel bad and feel guilty and all those things. But technically, that could be a belief which does not serve us anymore and does not apply to this present moment in time and history. So notice, notice from small things like that to the big things. Are you listening to the your neighbors? Are you listening to the media? Are you listening to certain groups? Are you listening to bosses, colleagues? All of that information, you've got to be consciously aware. Don't take it on as an unconscious truth because it will be an unconscious truth if you're not going to consciously do anything about it. Decide today that although that doesn't negate that they're wrong when people have certain opinions, it just doesn't have to be your opinion. 
It doesn't have to define what you are or what you do or what you're capable of. All of those things. You've got to just become more conscious. Become conscious of the information around you. Become conscious of that data. Because it's all out there. And it's not stopping. It's probably going to get worse, right? As technology and information grows and all the noise. And I don't see that as necessarily a bad thing. It's only bad if we make the judgment upon it and only see the negative. And it's only going to be bad if we assume everything to be true and it defines who we are. But if you're consciously aware of it, maybe you can start to listen to people who actually want to help you. And even then, once again, like I want to help you, doesn't mean you should take it on as truth. But once you have that... um conscious awareness of what is the intention here how do they come to that conclusion i really like that question if i disagree with someone if i don't believe in what they're saying to be my truth i like to ask the question rather arguing in my mind i like to go how did they possibly come to that outlook that decision or belief i mean it's part of what my job is right like people have identity of not being good enough and i like to be able to understand how they possibly could believe that at an unconscious level so i can let it go just like that same difference you've got to ask well how do they come to that is it what's the data here what's the evidence how is it true how is it not true is there counter evidence does it feel good in my heart does it resonate with me and like I said, it could be good, bad, or indifferent. But don't just assume it will be true. Don't assume the belief that maybe you have about yourself, let's just say that I'm not good enough, and therefore you may surround yourself with people who feel the same way or have negativity. Even if you don't, you may have good positive people or lots of negative people. Well, if you don't believe you're good enough, you're probably going to slide toward those who are negative in confirming that belief system right because that's been your model of the world and we look for things which are familiar and similar and fit our model of the world but don't do this unconsciously that's a theme here ask yourself who am i listening to how do they possibly get to that decision what are the intentions there is it true are there alternatives and if I can then begin to decipher that and become consciously masterful at understanding data, then I can go ahead and make the right decision. Of course, continue to, uh, like I said, if we kind of slide toward the negative um, information, if we don't believe we're good enough, work on that limiting belief first. Do whatever it takes to discover the root cause of the identity conflict that we have, like the I am not good enough, I am not worthy, I am not deserving, all of those belief systems which we've assumed to be true from our past. Let go of that. Absolutely. Do whatever it takes to let go of the inner critic. Because that investment in time and even money is going to then allow you to go, you know what, I am good enough to make the right decisions. I can observe observe and absorb some information but i can also choose differently i can start to go by my own tune because i know i'm capable worthy deserving and good enough to do so and the beautiful thing is you have control over that ultimately it may not feel that way because it's an unconscious program that we've been running and we may have been running it for decades and decades ever since we were very very young but ultimately no one else controls that 
They may have had an influence where we participated in the decision as truth. But we can also undecide things. We can undecide the old beliefs and decide something new to go back to your potentiality, to know that you're worthy, deserving enough. So just keep asking yourself the question, who am I listening to? What's the intent? Is there a possible alternative evidence? Does it really apply to me? Is there a belief within myself, an identity which creates all the stress and the symptoms, the anxiety, the fears and worries, which add to the absorption of that sound, all of that noise and opinion? And then you start to see the world never in an objective way, but a far more objective way rather than the negative subjective perception of reality around us based on the people and the events that we've gone through. When you tune into the real core of you, you start to see the world reflecting back new information for a new lens, you could say, your own virtual reality filter. And then you start to see the new possibilities. You start to see the new evidence. You start to see other information which you can choose to assume to be true if it resonates, but build upon it in a way that allows you to be more authentic than ever before. And I believe when you do that, you will be abundant. I believe you'll have the greatest relationships. I believe you'll have the health because you're thinking without stress and all of those things. I believe that you'll be able to have the career and business that you desire because you're listening to something deeper. And that to me is your own voice, your own calling, your own needs, not other people's needs, but your needs, your desires. When you have so much strength on the inside of self-certainty and confidence and being and passion and purpose, it doesn't matter what noise, it doesn't matter what storm's coming your way, because you will know that you can learn from it, grow from it, and go through the challenge, not a problem, but a challenge to overcome, which will better you, expand your map of the world, it'll expand your boundaries. And then you begin to live a life full of love and freedom in every single way. Now with that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And of course, if you need my personal help, if you do want to consciously and unconsciously listen to my opinions and ways of letting go of the deepest of the deepest limiting beliefs of not being good enough and the imposter, you don't have to. You can choose to. But if you want to choose to listen to me and do the unconscious transformation from the inside out to change your reality, to get to you where you want to be, wake up every single day without the dread, with a deep level of self-certainty, knowing that you're worthy, deserving enough, you can go to josephclough.info slash talk, and that is where you can apply to work with us. In other words, you go to that josephclough.info info slash talk you book a time on the calendar you fill out an application form so we are prepared to make sure you're a good fit and then we'll get clear on the call it's a one-to-one call with us of what you want to let go of exactly what you want to achieve what's unconsciously stopping you and make up a plan a custom tailored experience for your needs yes there is an investment it's not a free program it takes us a ton of time but it is a world class in getting you to where you want to be at josephclough.info slash talk and that means we can be your supporters that means we can push you we can expand you we can supercharge you and hopefully well not hopefully but the, what will happen is you'll get to see the truth of who you really are which is someone who's worthy 
deserving enough, who is love, who can achieve those desires, goals, and dreams. So I hope you enjoyed that, this episode, and I look forward to speaking to you on a future one. Many thanks and goodbye.